can record now. All right. Hello, everybody. I think everyone's been here before. If not, we've been introduced to the idea of non-duality. And uh, I had hold on, a... Uh, Paul, hold on while I mute everybody. It'll make it easier. Right. Go ahead. Oh, where'd you go? Mute myself. Oh, you can, okay. Yeah, okay. Your account. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I just had a opportunity to speak at this conference called the Nothing Conference. We'll try to get the video from that. Uh, and so before that talk, I was just, stuff was just going through the head. And I remember, um, you know, when I heard non-duality, probably wasn't at the first satsang, but there was a point where I actually heard it. And, uh, and it put a stop to a, a lot of mental tributaries dried up very quickly. And I was, I was thinking about it because of being at this conference. So there was a, wow, I don't know what I'm seeing now. Joyce. Uh, there was a lot of, like, you know, there was like two days of nothing. Yeah. I mean, geez. So I was remember when I would get a hit in non-duality, sort of like, let's use the, sh the sheep and the lion metaphor. So the lion would be representing our inherent nature and the sheep is a supposed nature. And that supposed nature can seem to be or is presented as the inherent nature. So in a way, by the faith of the system in the idea of being a sheep is a denial of what we are as the Course of Miracles, I paraphrase it that way. So you would get a hit, let's say, or something, you know, that word resonate, or something would trigger a tremor in there, and there would be a getting of it in a way, or just, it was just, in a weird way, you can't get what's already there, obviously, it's there, but the feeling of it is getting it. And then it would seem to, uh, sometimes it would, the light would be on for a while, but then it would seem to dim down. And then you would just pick up a non-duality book or Hoang Po or someone. And basically, because it was still sort of fresh, you could just read a sentence, you know, like whatever can be perceived, can't be perceiving. These things would, you know, rocket or the attention and interest would go back there, whatever. But basically, it seemed to be dimming. Yeah. And something else there was a, almost like an, os, not an osmosis, there was a, a transmuting of the message that you sensed into a message that you thought about, yeah? That now sort of became more of an intellectual concept, but with uh, like uh, no sap running through it, nothing, nothing alive, yeah? And so you would try to read more, let's say, and try to look at more books and try to go to more satsangs with the hopes that that sense would, would be acknowledged again and maybe have more life than a half hour or an hour or whatever. And this is the whole point 
of our talks is what is going on that allows because sometimes the message you're a lion gets through to the lion but basically it gets choked very quickly uh with the sheep programming yeah it gets suffocated and now the sheep has its own rendition of non-duality yeah and then hopefully you'll get another hit but then after a while that the resonation doesn't it's not like it was the first whack let's say and it sort of gets to be uh dead on arrival so to speak so at that point which has more importance or influence the innate nature of being a lion or the supposed nature of being a sheep yeah in a sense like ultimately obviously all there is is the inherent nature of being a lion but i'm talking about influence in this experiential event yeah it seems to me that the sheep wins out in a way yeah the sheep programming will keep on it will mimic even mim uh, mimic the resonate the resonance you had or that whack it will mimic it and neuter it yeah and so you'll feel like you got something but then it doesn't seem to have that same spirit or aliveness when you felt like you got it yeah yeah so i feel it's more important to direct uh, our attention and interest to what we're not than what we are because of the influence of what we're not yeah because the influence of what we're not even when we are have that sense of what we are it's claimed by what we're not yeah and here the claiming in a seems it appears in most cases that it works because the lion forgets or is in a sense of forgetting itself and it's trying to remember itself as a sheep yeah it's so defeating just by just by seeing that yeah you're trying to remember that you are a lion as a sheep where there's no need to remember yourself as a lion as a lion yeah there's no need to for it yeah so in a weird way there's we start getting into skillful means concerning non-duality we try to have the that quotation or the one we really like or that book and we travel with us and it's all worn i am that chapter 34 or paragraph three why don't we find what works and gives a little breath to that you know blows on that fire that we sense that time yeah and it basically becomes like another path in a sense that we need skillful means we have to keep you know blowing on that ember to keep it lit and stuff and it becomes another sense of the dominant sheep the sheep is playing the most dominant role when nothing means nothing yeah nothing doesn't need the assistance of something yeah so if you see and you can recognize maybe you'll just get an understanding but maybe those that understanding will give you a pair of glasses they're not there to take the place of the vision but in the beginning a pair of glasses that will recognize 
the habits of what you're not, the mental state. You'll, you'll recognize its first movement is to claim whatever it comes in contact with through us, yeah? Where the, we are the conscious contact, but what we contact is claimed, and the contactee as a human is, that's, that's a claiming. And so everything that is brought, it's brought into contact with, it claims. All right, so now you have the modus operandi or the MO. But what does it do with the claiming? It claims a verb to imply a noun, yeah? So it, and so the most basic uh, place to look at it is in the consciousness in contact, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching. Well, after that contact, and then the narration gets rolled out, how is the seeing held then? Isn't the seeing held as implying the seer? Isn't the hearing, isn't the consciousness in contact implied to reinforce the idea of being the hearer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher? Yeah. So basically, in a way, that's the, that's the only crime scene you need to look at. You don't need to look at 800,000 other crime scenes. You see the whole movement of the mental state in that. And to me, see, this is the beauty of non-duality because non-duality says you are what you're looking for, basically. It says the seeker is the sort. What's looking is what you're looking for. You are that. Mostly everything else we run into isn't being presented that way. What things are being presented that are, you can arrive there, you can become that through a lot of practice. If you purify enough, maybe that angel of whatever will enter thee. There's tons of ways, but in non-duality, it's the perfect invitation because it brings up the mental reaction. It's so beautiful see, to see the mental reaction when confronted with the idea of non-duality. You can see it in almost like plain sight, yeah? You can see exactly what's going on because here's the statement, no pussyfooting it around. You don't need to fulfill any requirements to be what you are. You've always been what you are. You're never not gonna be what you are. You're never going to realize it. You're always in the realization of it, so on and so forth. There's no other topic like non-duality. And then you see the thievery. I mean, it's so beautiful because now, all right, now you've gotten, let's say, the naked truth about what's going on. And then you can see the nakedness of the lie, so to speak. Yeah, you can see it just in a sense of, there's no volition, there's no volition in the seeing, yet the seer is chock full of volition, yeah? There's no volition in the seeing, but the seer is chock full of volition. Its whole story is that it, it can see what it wants and doesn't have to see this, yes? The hearing, the same thing, no volition in hearing, tons of volition in the hearer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the doer, yeah? 
It's so opposite to the message of non-duality. How can you miss it? When you finally arrive at this invitation, it really makes it, puts it into a very stark contrast, yeah? Like Hawaiian Po does, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. That's a very, very, very clear contrast because when we're listening to that narration in the head, it's, its whole storyline is based on the assumption that which can be perceived, this thing is what's perceiving. Yeah? You see it? You see the starkness of the message brings out the fallacy of the assumption? It's so beautiful. Yeah? How are you gonna, if you are in, like in recovery, yeah, those messages. If you're in recovery, we have a statement, false evidence is appearing real. Yeah, I don't think you can turn it off because the phone will go off. This thing. False evidence is appearing real, yeah? False evidence is appearing real. Why is that continually going on? Because what it's appearing to, to be real to is false evidence. We think a thing is what's perceiving. So this false evidence falls for a lot of false evidence because this false evidence is appearing to be true. Therefore, tons of other false evidence appears to be true. Yeah? Now, what would happen if this was corrected? Wouldn't you start to have an immunity to false evidence appearing real? Of course you would. This is the beauty of non-duality. It brings out the opposite so beautifully. It puts duality into a very contrasting color. You can see the pattern of it, yes? You can see the negation of object and subject. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. Everything else can get co-opted by duality. It can. You'll become the one who's going to find the better one, yes? You're going to be the one who's going to find the truth. It's always dualistic, yeah? But non-duality, it's negating it. It's negating it, and that negation brings it into light. You can't miss it. Yeah? You can't miss it. That's the beauty of it. So, yes, we all got a hit at satsangs. Now let's look at the warnings about what we're not, because that's the whole point. The sense of what you are gives you the ability to recognize what you're not. Yes? Here, that's the important movement. Knowing what you are isn't going to fucking last. Trying to experience what you are isn't going to last. If something seems to be, if something seems to be being you, then you won't be the being of you. Yes? So you get the message of non-duality, then you turn and see what you're not. Then you understand what you're not. Then you have wisdom about what you're not. Then you recognize what you're not. All in the reinforcement of what you are. Not in the reinforcement of what you're not, but in what you are. And in fact, there's no need for reinforcement. You are that, yeah? But it brings up the contrast so beautifully. Just like when you catch the thief, the next step is to see the policeman. Because the thief brings the policeman into contrast. Yes? Yes. So, there you go.
What allows you to see what you're not? You've had a sense of what you are. You have. We all have. Yeah? There's no point to keep trying to understand what we are. By the message of non-duality, you should realize that's pointless. It's futile. Because all wanting to know what we are is from what we're not. What you are is being what it is. Why would it? It would. Knowing isn't on the menu. Yes. Experiencing it isn't on the menu. You are it. Yeah. So let's look at what wants to experience it. It can't be it. It's got to be what you're not. What wants to know it? What you're not. What's, what, what wants it to stabilize? What you're not. Yes. And then all in that cursory seeing of what you're not is filled with the sense of what you are. Because you are the seeing of what you're not. You can't become a, see, the mental state will become a junkie to get the head of non-duality. It will. It will want to have that peak hit. It will want to have that epiphany. That's what it's looking for. Because it knows the epiphany is going to end and the peak experience is going to end and then it's going to revel in the story of the being the one who had the epiphany and the one who had the peak experience. Yes? It's like a junkie. What you're not gets... Non-duality is like an incredible drug for what you're not. It's one of the last drugs. Every fucking thing else hasn't worked. It's going to try to shoot up non-duality. And it's going to try to become a non-self as a self. For it to enjoy that rush, it has to be in denial of what it is and affirming what it ain't. Then you want an experience of non-duality. Then you want a fucking experience that stabilizes a non-duality. That's from the junkie of what you're not. And you know what? Life serves us incredibly because it will never give it to us. Never. Non-duality keeps giving exactly nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You try to shoot it up, the fucking needles clogs. You're going to be disappointed every fucking time. Thank God. If you're not now, watch. Watch where, where, where society bastardized non-duality, it's going to fucking dry up. As an interesting topic that you can have an experience about, it will fail every consumer. Thank God. It will. They'll be bored and they'll move to something else to try to shoot up. I've seen so much addiction in spirituality. Jesus Christ. It was amazing. It's one of the worst addictions because no one thinks they have it. And there's no interventions. They should have spiritual rehabs. No CDs, no DVDs, no fucking Buddhist magazines. Yeah, no, no definitely no YouTubes. Jesus, they'd be cold turkey and 
Thank God, really. The hint of, of what you are is so that you can see what you're not. Yes. It gives you, it gives you <coughs> the living possibility of the message of non-duality. Not another message, but the sense. You get the whack, and then you see the other stuff. Yeah? Don't, if you get the whack and you keep looking for the whack, you're seeing it from the other stuff. It's funny, you would think when I was younger and people would tell me these incredible awakenings and everything like that, I was so interested in it. Now if I get a phone call like that, I can't wait to get off. I swear to God, it's so, it's like painful. You know, I can't hear it again. What happened? You know, something had to change. Why is it that there was a complete loss of interest in the topic of spirituality. Maybe the topic of spirituality being entertained was a disservice. I don't know. In my case, it seemed to be. So, yeah, I love these Zooms because I get to know you fucking crazy people in a contained environment, which is nice. <laughs> But I've watched you for now for months. And uh, I'm happy to say a lot of your facial structures have changed, like Johannes and Kerry and Kaiser is starting to, the cement is starting to weaken. And it's just, and uh, George is so void now. He's fucking, he's void of the void. So it's just great to watch. I mean, that to me is the communication. All this is just fucking wordplay but something gets through and something comes through. Yes, it's beautiful. So, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone. Okay, we got Art and then Jacob. Well, very Art, fast. We're gonna ask him, asking to unmute now. Art. Hey, Paul. Hey. Hey, great, great job at the Nothing Conference, first of all. Well, that was easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a, a different friend asked me to ask a question. So. Oh, yeah. another friend. Yeah. Are they dead? Year. They're probably dead friends. <laughs> so, yeah, I was wondering, um, you talk about traveling lighter and I think I know what you mean. I think I experienced that sometimes because of this, but, but could, could you say what that is that is that what that traveling lighter is? Well, it's for me, traveling lighter is in the realm of the action figure, right? In the dreaming. And so uh, uh, a statement out of the course, I hope I, I haven't misconstrued it over the years, is sort of, for me, captures the spirit of traveling lighter. It says, you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming, yeah? This would be seen as dreaming. And we're going to dream ourselves out of the dreaming. And as we do, the dream will get happier. Yeah. So in a way, the value of the message, maybe as an unintended byproduct, its, it's value here is that it allows 
the action figure to travel lighter through the consequences and the destiny of this life, yeah? And the action figure had proved to itself it was incapable of doing that, yeah? Yes? If it would try to travel lighter, that would turn into a heaviness, yeah? So basically, there had to be a rude awakening, quote-unquote, as the action figure, that it's just not managerial quality, yeah? And in that sense of futility of trying to produce an effect that I'm totally the adverse reaction to, yeah? That surrender, something did for me what I couldn't do for myself, and how I coined that, watching it over years of living as Paul, uh, traveling lighter, yeah? So it wasn't the magical thinking traveling lighter, which is everything has been great, nothing ever happens terribly, my knee joints are fantastic, I get everything I want. No, basically, whatever life had in store for the action figure, Paul, has come up, but I've noticed I travel lighter through all of it, yeah? Because I can compare certain basically similar traveling earlier that I traveled quite heavy through. So, yes, that's what I mean by traveling lighter. Do, do you think it relates to before you were trying to get somewhere or you thought there was a place to get to? A lot to? of that, for sure. For yeah. sure. See, how can you be lost if you're not going anywhere? Yeah, it's sort of like that kind of spirit. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on the uh, racehorse, yeah, that you may not be aware of. There's a mental agitation that whips us, whips the action figure into action, trying to accrue commodities of self-esteem, worthiness, whatever, repentance, all this shit. Tons of fucking weird things going on. So you're basically driven quite a lot, yeah? To have the whip taken away from the mental state. And uh, I mean, the whole pace of everything slows down. Yeah. And, and how does that relate to this message? Or is well, it the just- The message allowed, gave me a, a vision of what I was taking myself to be, to be not me. And that was the best day in the world for the me that was not me. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm wondering when things get appear to get better for the action figure, or tra it travels lighter now, does that also create a temptation of, oh, this is pretty good? A temptation for the ego or the mind to come back in and say, this is me. No, not so much because... Uh, it really is quite clear that something has done for it what it couldn't do for itself. So the claiming, in a way, has to really stretch really far to try to get behind something, and it just can't reach that far. So then it just falls back into gratitude and honoring and stuff. Yeah? That's beautiful. Yeah. It's a, I've seen, I don't know if all action figures are the same or different, but I know uh, this event of, as an action figure has limitation. And I think some of the highest 
aspirations it can arrive at is gratitude, honor, let's say uh, empathy for others' condition. Uh, yeah. And so those, I've, uh, I've observed those expressions coming through Paul. And when I was out there using, I saw some really nasty expressions coming through Paul when it was directed by the mental state. Yeah, with addiction and also an addiction to self. Oh, man. Yeah. I was called Mr. Revenge in school because I wouldn't forget a slight or a perceived slight for 12 years. Or so. <laughs> yeah. Now I can't remember in a, for 15 minutes, usually. <laughs> I had a guy, I want to tell a story. He was my, one of my best friends, yeah, since I knew him from first grade on. And we did a lot of things together. We dealt drugs together and everything. And so one time as we were dealing drugs, I got a message that uh, I, was, I used to hang out. This is true. I used to hang out at a billiard hall in Long Island when I was about 15, 16. I was down there on a Sunday morning and the guy that was behind the desk running it, Sandy Alston, was trying to sell some a half a pound of opium. Now, no one was taking him up on it, but I was very keen on opium. So I, I got him, and I, we, I, I got the money from Paul and my business, and I bought the half a pound. Now, I gave Paul some. And he didn't like it, so I was, I was going to buy, you know, when I got it, we had the half a pound, and I was going to cut it, and he was going to pick which piece, right? So I cut it, he picked a piece, and I took my knife into his piece and took a, <laughs> took a big chunk out from a sense of entitlement, yeah? Now, it seemed like I got away with it, but this is the funny story. We were out in Long Island, and we used to go up to New Hampshire, so we were in an outdoor store, and it was cold up in New Hampshire, so I wanted to get a warmer jacket. And they had this very incredibly warm-looking jacket on a mannequin. So I took it off the mannequin, I put it on, and we walked out of the store. And I got this at the time, like a $200 super warm jacket, coat. All right, so we go home. I live with my mother. She, only, she has the only bedroom, and there's an armoire there. I hang that thing there. Now, one day I come home, it's gone. So I'm thinking my older brother came over and stole it, yeah? And I, for, for years, I had this belief he stole it. About 10 years later, this guy, Paul, told me he, broke, he went through the window, took that jacket, and gave it to Salvation Army. So he, he, kept the, he kept the resentment for 10 years. It was amazing. Oh. Wow. I'm just trying to point out a certain mental condition. Now that would be track fucking traveling pretty heavy, yes? Yeah. Yes. So in a way I use traveling lighter because it's such the complete opposite of how it used to be. Yeah. Is there still any drama? I watch a lot on TV. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> well, hey, Paul, I, 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 I love you, man. I just want to say I, I, I love these 
Zooms, and I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, Art. I'm happy you're here, too. Yeah. Sorry for the story. It just, uh, I was so surprised by his ability not to tell me for all those years. Yeah. 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 No, he, he, he got his vengeance, revenge. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Good story. Yeah. All right. Next. Okay. Unmuting. Oops. Where did Jacob go? Jacob, did you change your mind? Uh, I'll ask him to mute just in case. I can see him right here. Jacob, yes. I got to find him to unmute. He's right next hey, to Paul. you. Hey, Jacob, how are you? Hey, man. My question involves it seems that language can be used to shortcut the action figure, how much we're in our head. And I mean, you do a, a very good job at that, about both making this, uh, the antics of self comedic, the antics of the, the action figure comedic. Um, I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit on wordplay and language and how it relates to how you express non-duality. Um, just in, what comes to mind is like experiments in the past of going a week without using the, the uh, the phrase I, for instance, or there's a scientific language called E prime where you don't use any tense of the verb to be. So you're not calling anything else a noun, right? So R, M, is, was, be are taken out of the language. Um, it seems like those could be useful tools to, to kind of shortcut, shortcut the self, or at least to play with it, to treat it like a game. Um, can you comment at all on just wordplay and how it relates to self-expression in the state? Well, I think if, if you were going to introduce that stuff, you'd have to do it at a young age. Mm. A younger age, yes. Because the, I, the thing is, is that which isn't saying I is taking itself to, to be the one that's not saying I, which is mm. the claiming, yes? Right. I first got into this stuff, a person got in touch with me and he wanted to change the language. I thought that was a pretty mm -hmm. uh, overwhelming uh, task. So I just rather wear it loosely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And the language is a subjective language used by objects, really. Yes. Right. That's yeah. it's just good to know that. And then, um, uh, in, in the talks, the language isn't, uh, the language is like the booster rocket. The pay, the payload isn't in the rockets. Yeah, it's something else. It's a, it's a communication of knowing without any bridges called language or sign language or touching. It's just mind to mind, so to speak, where all there is is mind. So I, I'm not that uh concerned about language yeah because sure. the language is not the message it's sort of like uh it's like the truck that carries it but the truck ain't the message yeah it's more of a a triggering see you already there's this there's a sense of what we're pointing at that it hasn't been conceptualized 
hasn't been known, hasn't been experienced, but is, yeah? And so you're attempting to overwhelm the system that wants to know something and conceptualize with language by just pouring it out, yeah? So I basically like, uh, the mental condition is like a juggler that can take four balls, but if you throw another ball in, it's gonna be overwhelmed. And in that overwhelming, something is revealed that can't be revealed while it's catching the balls and juggling it. The system fails and then there's something there. Yeah, that's not of the system. Yeah. Yes? So finally, yep. instead of being having all your seeing going through the system, which is a form of looking, you see the system by its failure, yeah? It's so beautiful. That's the, in a way, that's the communication of the satsang for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was an experience. If we're going to change the mental state, uh, the activity, obviously, it'd have to be started early because in the formative years in this dreaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was an experience once at, at, a, at an AA meeting and for so for so long i would be caught up in my head before doing shares that sometimes like the, the hour would come by and you know you don't even share but once something happened it was more of a knowing than any words where it was like the feeling during the share is more important than the words coming through yes feel, as opposed yes. to the nervousness and the yeah uh like mike had said at one point the space that's holding the share is more important or the, or the space that's holding that feeling or the feeling itself. Yeah. So yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Well, the feeling is, is, is a vague interpretation of that space. It's not coming from the mental. It's mm -hmm. coming from mind, big mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it has a different ring or a different, uh, timber, you know? And so yeah. when it, if you've heard that note, you hear it when others have heard that note. Yeah. And basically, we're yeah. basically just sharing the same note. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So we basically, yeah. it's like, this to me is like verbal jazz. The real, let's say the underlying theme is a love supreme, a love like John Coltrane. And then the rest of the album is just riffing but always returning to that. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like verbal jazz. Yeah, just, the, the, the leaving the theme is to imply the theme, is to amplify the theme. Yeah, they don't keep playing the theme, mm. but they're going away from the theme actually amplifies the theme. That's fucking communication. My view, my sense. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So the same thing yeah. for people who know us, you know, we joke around, but they they haven't seen me eight years, and they're like, "Is there anything new?" No, there's nothing new, because <laughs> it's always the same theme. But every meeting is new or different because of uh, the jazz, you know. So yeah. You know what I mean? Thank you, Paul. You know what I mean? Like yeah, man. People know how to dance and some people don't know how to dance <laughs> so they have to learn to dance and when you see them dance 
there's something off. When someone really has the that feel, you know it, yeah? Yeah, so yeah, that's what we're attempting to share. It's not, I'm not communicating to you, we're sharing it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And it's, this is like the Course saying, we're dreaming ourselves out of the dream and we're doing it through squares, yeah? Through a screen, through the through Wi-Fi, internet, yeah? We could be doing it by staring out, gazing at the fucking stars. It doesn't matter, we're it. Yeah? Yeah. See, remember, like before, you'd, let's say there's a woman or a man saint, and so people get something from them, so they sort of map what they do, and then, then they try to make it a path to arrive at where the saint is, but the saint didn't arrive at where he is through what he's doing. He's expressing where he is by what he's doing. It's, you're never going to get back to where he or she is by following fucking behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Said and done. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Perhaps it's idealistic of me, but uh, I, I envision a, a time where we'll all get that, that cosmic joke at the same time and all the squares will be laughing. Well, that would be awesome. How about now? They're all starting to move around now. <laughs> James went out, so he already got it. Yeah, he's just he's just resting in the void. <laughs> the funny thing is, you can't lose. This isn't a race. There's nothing that you could do to blow it. Yeah. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. That can be, that little nugget, can pulse out traveling lighter for eons, yeah? Just, it's just a recognition because the relevance of what we're not is the transfer of juice to it, yeah? We give it relevance it doesn't deserve. We think we've got to have it to come along with us to find the truth, or it's going to block us off from the truth. Yeah. Mm. Either way, it has a profound role, and it's a given role. We are act, we're in the act of giving it. Firm in faith in that something else, that something else that we're not, is the act of denial of what we are. It's a beautiful dualistic diagnosis from the Course in Miracles. Yeah, there's not one thing happening. When something happens, there's t it's always dualistic. Yes. So you can look from what you are and see what you're not, or at the same moment in time, you can be looking seemingly from what you're not and looking for what you are. It's not one against the other. They're both possible, as Jesus said, but it's best not to try to have two masters at the same time. Yeah? Seeing what you are, seeing what you're not from what you are is the timeless moment. Seeing, constantly looking for what you are from what you're not is a moment in time. They just coincide. They're at the same location. Yeah? 
A lot of us think there's only one side of it. It's me looking for me, yeah? The greater, bigger, authentic me, the real me, yeah? At that same moment, what's looking is looking at what it's not, yeah? All that we hope with these talks is a little shift of the, let's say, the, the weight of interest and attention from one to the other, yeah? So you, you see what you're not looking for what you are from what you are. You see it, yeah? It's an incredible, there's so much explaining that goes in that second when you see this activity a false premise that's only alluded to or supposed or insinuated or implied, but never to be so. Yeah. It's not even the becoming. Its whole story is based on it was. Yeah. When it arises now, it tells you it's been here for quite a long time. Yeah. When you feel like the doer now, you feel like you've been a doer for a while. That's the convincing. The convincing is of time, of an imaginary time called the past. We never, we have never been a self. We're not becoming a self. Yeah, the whole story is, it, it implies all that because it says we were a self and we're not, we were not that either. Yeah, this is negation. Negation of the dualistic presentation from the non-dual inherent state. Yeah? The duality doesn't negate the duality. It negate. You can use it, you can use self to question self, and then there'll be a pause, but what negates both of them is non-duality you see you're neither the policeman nor the thief. Yeah? Yet they're still seeing without being the policeman nor the thief. Yes? That seeing does not have a partner, does not have an opposite. Yeah? It's seeing. That's all. That's it. Yeah? There's no seeing and non-seeing. There's no clarity and non-clarity. It's just it. Yeah? All right, Jacob, thank you so much. For... Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Jacob. All right, asking Josh to unmute. Josh. Uh, hello, Paul. Hello, Josh. Um, Where are you? Visiting, visiting from down under. Oh, Josh, my friend Josh, how are you? Well, good, yeah. Uh, so my question, say, say that again? Let's not get personal. We won't. We'll, we'll keep it to non-self. Um, so my question today is, I had a, I had a situation where, you know, something, uh, I, you know, I let go and let God, something went my way. I made a sale in my business and it was very, it felt very natural and normal. And then the day after it was kind of like, it's like, Oh, I don't even need self or ego to like do this. It was like this revelation. It's like, I don't need to put, have my hand on the steering wheel. And then after that, you know, the feeling came was like, well, that's kind of depressing. It's like, there's no, the, that, that voice 
it was like there was nothing there's nothing for that voice to do anymore and it was almost like like a friend that um that didn't have someone to play with anymore and i guess uh my 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 question I, that's my comment i guess my question is can you comment on that is like the the feeling of like there's nothing there's nothing for that for that chatterbox to do anymore <laughs> Is that normal? I, I, I felt depressed. Like I felt. Don't worry, you'll <laughs> find something. Uh, yeah, well, it did. It started to focus on something else, and I was like, "But that's not real." It was. It was kind of. It was surreal. It was kind of like, like they're never gonna pay you, and or like it started making up other problems, and I was just kind of like, "What the hell is this?" Hey, bro, so, it's sort of like you see the emperor with no clothes. And then when he's wearing full regalia, you see the emperor with no clothes. <laughs> and the point is, the one who saw it wasn't you. And the one who says it's reporting about the seeing it isn't you. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no point where Josh appears. There's no point where the real Josh shows up and is like. There's no point because it never left. It doesn't appear ever. Okay. That which never leaves doesn't appear. See, all the Joshes that they all come and go. All the Pauls come and go. Oh, I felt so good when it wasn't here, then it's here, then it isn't, then it's here, da-da-da-da-da. It keeps appearing and seems not appear, appear. That which is never arrives and never leaves. Yeah? Our perceptual format can't pick it up. You can't see, you can't perceive what you are from what you're not. It's impossible. Yeah. So I'm using the barometer to check the temperature. Yes, exactly. Put both of them down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is uh, all. It, the, the point is, the mental state, to me, the bondage of self, in a weird way, is sort of, let's say you had the ability to reach 12 feet. But now you think you can only reach six feet, yeah? Maybe you have the ability that always tries to limit possibility. So you get, all right, I got, there's one Josh fell. I'll just fucking accommodate the second Josh. No, see both as not you, yes? No sense when uh, that cloud moves out of the sky because none of the sky moves. The cloud of Josh moves out of the sky. The sky doesn't move. The sky is always there. Yeah? Okay. One of these days, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question that's really gonna send, I always ask the question to get short answers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. All right. Well, good to see you, Paul. Good to I'll see you. Josh. I'll yeah, give someone yeah. else a, 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 a long. I've known you a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Josh. Mary. Hi. Thanks, Mike. Hey, Paul. You see me? Uh, Mary, is this Mary Graydon? It is Mary Graydon. I see you now. Yes. Victoria. Hi, Paul. Hey. Um. Wow. Thanks so much. Always from my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping and uh, showing up. Showing up over and over. It's like a meeting, right? The same thing over and over. Hearing it over and over. And, uh, just so grateful. Um. You know, and like. So often I, I find myself that, that beautiful thing that you, that you repeat of Ramana, um, that your, your mouth or your head is in the mouth of the tiger. Because right? so often it's like, that's not, that's not the experience of the action figure at all, right? It's, um, but I, I, well, I come back to- He talking about the action figure. Yes, yes, I, yeah, I, 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 I know there just seems to be this, you know, the, the experience, my mental activity experience is, is not, <laughs> certainly feels alive and well, you know, so then this is just, it's just hopeful that, the, that my, the, you know, it's over, like you are always saying, it's over. And the Course says that, it's, it's over. But I just wanted to tell you, like, I trust your perception, not mine, right? I think you're, I know I trust what you're saying. I, I know it's true on some precious level, but it, it certainly doesn't translate into everyday experience often. Um, so I just wanted to thank you for that. But I, I loved what you talked about earlier, like the mimicry and the claiming of the, um, whatever's, you know, whatever's happening, or I guess, um, I guess my question is, like, I'm, I guess I'm, you know, me, I call it me, is terrified that I'm kind of will mimic that because I've done that with other spiritualities. It's this mimicking this, this, like you said, like a junkie, right? Just wanting that fix. So how do I know if I'm just, I, and I know I'll never know. See what I'm saying? It's everything is going to be put. For us to succeed in a way. Yeah. The mimicking and all like that is great when you see it as, and it fails, yeah? It's, a, it's just another false skin sloughing off the snake, yes? So don't, and the, that's just another idea of you as a super policeman, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to watch out if they, he starts mimicking the, uh, yeah, you've been fired from that position. Yeah. You know, when some like Jesus supposedly said, uh, you'll become like a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does a child really sit there and go over its motives and stuff like that all day? I don't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Trusting something is trusting something, trusting that what you are, as the Course in Miracles says, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. Your, the mimicking scenarios are just running up against your invulnerability. You're untouchable in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not as Mary, but as what we are. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't see how most people when they share uh, I'm not going to go there but you know you're going to go to sleep soon yeah tonight mm -hmm. hopefully well, everything that you've thought about and tried to remember will be forgotten yes. yeah something some aspect of you knows the insignificance of experience yes. knows yes. the insignificance of all the worries and concerns and the thoughts that were thought about the thoughts and the da 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 yes yes yeah you're you're of that you're of that yeah you're of that which if you have a dream tonight that's very convoluted and goes from continent to continent and eat eight different lives you're going to wake up just like you did at the same amount of time to a dream of five seconds time doesn't mean fucking anything to something some aspect of us does it why not have see the influence that we're looking for here doesn't come from here it comes into here from the of yeah as jesus says this we're in this world but we're not of this world yeah in this world time seems to have huge amount of influences most unknown because you're under its sway most of the time yeah but what we're of is not of time. So the 300-year dream doesn't demand three months of waking up. And the five-second dream only takes five seconds. No, you wake up just as quick to a 300-year-old dream and a five-second dream. Something in us doesn't give a fucking shit about time. Yes? Yes. I just can relate so much when you talk about, you know, all of the spirituality and the convoluted and the obsessing and, um, and that mimicry that just really struck a chord. So, you know, well, it struck then, a chord, honey. You're way beyond it now. I gotta trust you, man, because it does. I don't. I don't believe it, but I'll trust you. I know you. you don't believe it, but thank God you're not that that doesn't believe it. Yeah. You're serious, you see? Seriously. That which pre is presenting it as the one that doesn't believe it ain't the one. It's the one that has many, yeah? Yeah. And you're going to go to bed, and when you're asleep, oh, Jesus Christ, are, are, are all the wounds of the day forgotten? Yep. <laughs> all the wounds of the 50 years that you've dwelt on a resentment or a slight isn't it forgotten completely as if it never happened yes does it show any remnants does it have any effect it's only in this dreaming the awake dreaming as ramana would call it that's where it has an effect because we're the dreaming of it yeah If, if something seems so true and yet it is inherently not, that should, 
that should provoke a healthy suspicion. Yes, of taking yeah, on yeah. its weight all day. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I don't see. I mean, we're fed, we're fed like a, a, a selective narration about what's going on when there's so many, there's so much evidence of a lot of its insignificance. You know, you could be bent over thinking about something and then a hummingbird flies by and your attention just goes with that. Yeah, like that, like that. Yeah, everything, this, the present, the presence now can override the, the importance of there and then in a nanosecond. Yeah, you can, the wind changes and you feel it in, on the right arm instead of the left arm. And it's so fucking joyous. Yes. Yeah. I just, I, uh, the mental state wants the seeing to look through a small aperture. Yeah see that, see that imaginary activity, not from the small aperture, from the scene, yeah? And maybe certain things will be right-sized, or at least we won't be living in a world of mohills making it appearing to be mountains all fucking day, yes? I, I loved what you said too about the two concoins, they can be simultaneous, because I, I just, that, that well, was, they are. Yes, the experience can be like, like both of those, a tiny aperture, but the, but the huge aperture, they say, you know, they're kind of simultaneous somehow. The thing is, you're worshiping in the altar of time. So we go mm -hmm. into the time, the mental state is a devotee of it. Yeah. So in that, yes, there and then is supreme. The larger, the context, <laughs> all of the importance of the small little activity is negated. Yeah. Not that, not its effects, not of this and that, but of reality. Yeah. It's not fucking real. Thank you, Paul, for the constant reassurance. <laughs> it's so, 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 so wonderfully helpful. Great. Well, then, you know, fulfilling the seat assignment. But it ain't mm -hmm. Paul, I'm telling you. I understand that. Yeah. Paul is just hoping for this to be over so he can eat something, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But Paul is well-trained now. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's trained. It knows it can't argue with reality. It loses. It's come to some very important conclusions that makes it more uh, malleable. Yeah. Mm. It realized years ago it's getting nothing out of this. So. Mm. <laughs> mm. Gradually had to make room for something other than it in this life. You know, right. it's not probably that excited about it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it's learn not to argue. <laughs> You're so great. Thank you so much. Yeah, just but you know the message and the messenger are quite different. Yes, don't they, <laughs> don't don't pin the message on the messenger. All right. Yeah, find it find it exactly right where it is, which is where yes, you sir. are. Yeah. I yeah. get you. This message isn't given, it's shared. We're all the sharing of it. There's no giving mm -hmm. it and getting it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're like, yeah. <laughs> We're not teaching anything new. We're just teaching what really what isn't so, basically. So that you, as what you are, can see what you're not. Yeah. So that you'll travel lighter through this place. And then really, what more do you want? And maybe you'll be able to have gratitude and honor for the smaller things that we used to just used to step over looking for bigger and better miracles. Maybe, you know, just the small things will be more than enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we'll, you know, we'll travel lighter. Really? I've seen so many people They, they, they don't see what's here because they're looking at it on a, on a big scale when it's appearing all day on a little scale. Yeah. I'm telling you, I believe the action figure can be convinced. I believe the action figure can express gratitude and honor. I believe the action figure can adapt to realizing it's totally ill-equipped for the tasks at times it's been given, which is to find what it is. It's impossible. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. The futility is joyous when accepted. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You stop wasting time trying to look for what can't be found. You lose the need to be, you lose complete interest in the need to be liberated because you're not that which needs to be liberated. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. See, we, we shared the other day, if you just look at consciousness, the experience of consciousness, yeah, you can observe that. We're not saying what it is, but they're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and it's sort of automatic. Yeah, it's there's no volition to it. It seems I've I was seeing on some of the worst days just as much as I was seeing on the best days of this life. Yeah, it doesn't seem to demonstrate any thought or effort. Does it? Mm. It's just seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. If it was going through 40 gates, it would probably go through 40 gates of experience with no thought or effort because it's just being what it is, conscious, yeah? Why would you believe that you could arrive at that which demonstrates no thought or effort through thought and effort? All right, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. 
Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Mike. And I wanted to add that it's not that, that there's something that doesn't give a shit about time. It's like there's actually not an understanding of time. It has like there's no clue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like there's that there's the need to go through the hoops of memory and uh, body reference and repetition. But like, time doesn't even make sense. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> time always seems to crop up when we're talking about time. Yeah, exactly. A motherfucker. So self-evident. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get out of it someday. <laughs> All right. That was the last hand. Anybody? Oh, that was the last hand. Last call for last hands. And the winner is, we're waiting for the envelope. I think that is John Reed, also in the chat. Oh, I, I think John wants to ask a question. Oh, I'm sorry, did I forget? That's right, I think he asked by chat. Okay, uh, John Reed, ask, yeah. just ask John Reed to unmute. Okay, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I we can hear you. Oh, hi, Paul. Um, Firstly, just much gratitude to you for uh, the message. Uh, feeling a bit of anxiety because I'm not used to talking on uh, Zoom. Um, but I, I do have a question, however. Now, when I was listening to one of your your uh, YouTube some years ago, there was a moment somewhere between Cooper um, Scooper and uh, the lion or something, and there was an about face. I think you call it the switcheroo. Um, and that John was seen for um, a parasite, let's say. Now, there was no inclination that, that that had been the case for 50 years or whatever, 50 something years. Um, and that voice was stunned into silence for a few days. Um, they came back. Um, but on another of your shares or shares, I'd heard you say, um, you'd heard people say, oh, they, you know, the voice was gone or whatever, and that wasn't it. Um, I had a realization as that exposure happened, it had always been, I was always aware, and it had been veiled somehow. Um, could you comment on that for me? Yes. Well, yeah. <clears throat> well, if we start in time, we start on the side where it's veiled. Yeah. When we, we start at that awareness, it's always been this way. Yeah. Yeah. So coming from time, it feels like something happened in time and then we were thrust into the timelessness of it yeah but that's just the narration of the little mental time activity yes so i don't know what was the question but 
Well, um, I guess in the message, the second message where you said, uh, you know, people are saying they're stunned into, or, you know, there's no voice anymore and that's not it. Is that where you're referring to the policeman? Yeah, when someone's telling me usually, let's say, that they've disappeared for three weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah, that what's telling me that is the policeman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that which... <laughs> See, that which disappeared comes back to tell you that it had disappeared. <laughs> yeah. If the continual if it had continued to disappear, there'd be no reporting that it had disappeared. <laughs> yes, you see it? Kind of. I just at that time I was looking and it was like, where is it? Where's that voice gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Hopefully it went, uh, whatever was that voice went to behavioral school, came out, <laughs> came back better, a little tamer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just okay. feel, um, If something could disappear in a weird way, then it couldn't appear, yeah? Do you know what I mean? Listen. If something has, seems to have disappeared, then I really question its appearance to begin with, yeah? Mm. The sense of awareness is like it's always, always, always available at all times, yeah? It never appears to be aware or does it disappear? It just is. It's like the screen. Maybe a scene in the movie that's appearing on the screen can appear and then as the movie goes on, it disappears but that which the screen never appears, it disappears. Yeah? That's that. Hey, Z, are you waving your hand for a question? I'm going to unmute you. Yes. Um, Paul, it's, uh, it's about time. I want to go back to time. And could you comment on um, whatever you call it uh, fact or sense or whatever, that action figure is actually synonymous with time. That action figure creates time because time on its own does not exist. But we, the action figure kind of creates it. Can you riff on that? 
Well, I don't believe it creates it. I think it makes it. It makes up time. Right, right. Yeah, so I used to love the statement in The Course of Miracles is like, the mind of God creates, the mind of man makes. Yeah, so there's, yeah, time and the action figure, the action figure of time. I like this whole event. I like the term dreaming. Yeah. This whole event of what we call living here. I really believe it's dreaming is a pretty damn good name for it or title. Mm -hmm. So in the dreaming, obviously time is a main ingredient. Yeah. And they used to have the old statement that for you to see something, you would have to have time to see it. And for it to appear, it, it would have to have space to appear in. Yeah. So time and space would be the two planks of the dreaming, the yeah. two, the two main planks of dreaming. So obviously, yes, the action figure is of time and time is of the action figure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, because you can see it. You can see it as a subjective experience, obviously. Mm -hmm. When you're doing something that you don't like, time seems to go on very slowly. When you're surfing or something, it's going really fast. Does it have like a certain, you know, a couple of gears that it just zooms or? You know, of course not. It's a subjective it how, construct. Yeah. yeah, it shows you how ephemeral and kind of uh, personal it is. I mean, you know, uh, like you said, certain situations bring different sense of time. Uh, yes. Anyhow, yeah, it's very subjective and it's not really uh, something that... But see, that which is in time isn't going to escape from time. No, of course not. Yeah. yeah. See, but as Jesus says, we're in time, but we're not of time. Right, if you look right. at it, when he says you're in the world, but you're not of the world, the world is in time. Right. Therefore, we're not of time. It's a beautiful negation, the statement. Because yeah. see, we all have the feeling of what it likes to be in, and then he goes to, but you're not of. Instead of just trying <laughs> to describe the indescribable of what you're of, he uses the experience of what you're in to negate it to arrive at what you're of. That's beautiful messaging to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with all of it that you said. Uh, and I love the analogy of dreaming. That seems to be the best and the most uh, 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 precise way to explain what, what's going on. Dream yeah. Play, either way. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, we're not saying there's a dream. Right, right. It's dreaming. Dreaming, yes. It never culminates into a dream, in a way. There's dreaming, yeah? Right. In this case, you don't wake up to the dream, you wake up to the dreaming. Mm -hmm. The dreaming continues. Right, right. Yeah? The dreaming continues while awake. Also, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It just goes on and on until this body dies, and then it's, you know... Did it really go on and on? No, but it appeared to go on and on. Yeah, yeah. empty phenomena rolling on. Yes, empty phenomena rolling on. So the idea though, see, if we are taking ourselves to be the dreamt, the long lasting independent separate entity, I think in most cases as the dreamt, it's a disservice to go to a two week dreaming seminar because the dreamt will think it knows what dreaming is, but it can only know what dreaming is 
defined by the frame of the dreamt. Yeah. The point is, is to learn, is to learn about the dreamt from the dreaming, not the dreaming from the dreamt. Yeah. Learn about the dreamt from the dreaming. You'll see you're not that. Yeah. Yeah. If you learn about the dreaming from the dreamt, you'll be wondering why you don't have 50 Cadillacs and every babe and perfect joints and tons of money. Because you would think if I'm dreaming, why wouldn't I be dreaming abundance, constant abundance? Yeah. (laughs) That's like, as soon as the dreamt claims the dreaming, it makes it up. It makes it fit into the frame of the dreamt. That's not it. Yeah. 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 This is why it's important to point out the point of view, the dreamt point of view and the dreaming view. Yeah. Because if they're mistaken to be one for the other, what one information that could be quite helpful will be of disservice to the other. Ramana explains it perfectly. Mm -hmm. The presupposing of the non-existent thing being existing, yeah? Wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing leads to this conundrum. Your spiritual practices themselves will be reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah? He's not saying that. He's not just saying, hey, you know, your spiritual fact... Your spiritual practices are reinforcing. He explains why first. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being you and then wanting to get salvation for you as a non-existent thing. In that equation, your spiritual practices can be used to reinforce the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and besides Ramana Maharshi, the whole slew of Indian sages, kind of ancient, centuries and centuries ago, say exactly the same thing, different language, but the essence exactly the same, that seeking uh, uh, takes you away from it, that seeking does not, cannot work. It's really, uh, you're so close to it that there is no space for seeking, and seeking kind of gets you away from it. It can uh, get you away from it, but you never get away from it. Oh yeah, of course. It appears that you've been taken away from it. Right, See, this right. is why it's dreaming. Right, right. All of its effects are produced by a cause that isn't true. Right. Yes? That's dreaming. Yeah? Right. See, in dreaming, you can you can believe there's a real tiger, but there isn't. Right. And you'll have you'll be as super afraid of the of the tiger in the dream as if it was real. So there's effects happening premised on that it's real. But when you wake up, does that dream tiger scare you anymore? No, because it wasn't a tiger. Yeah. So the Course in Miracles causes, calls them causeless effects. Dreaming is causeless effects. You're experiencing things that aren't caused by any real thing. Yeah? Right. They're in a weird way imaginary, but we're imaginary. So we take this to be real, therefore we perceive that to be real. Right. Yeah? When all of this and that is dreaming. Now it doesn't do any good for the dreamt. Yeah? It doesn't. 
because they'll, it'll still be having feelings and effects of uncaused things. Yeah? But there's a lot of value from the dreaming. When the dreaming sees that it's not the dreamt, that allows the dreamt to travel lighter. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. My own experience of the same thing that you're talking about was from the angle of realizing that my thoughts are not true. They're just comments, uh, opinions, and, and just simply disbelieving every thought that comes up uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, reinforces the fact this this is a dream. What I think I'm seeing is a dream, a, a apparent thing, but it's really not. Yes. And yeah, no, I've... Yeah, that's a great one. All right, Z. Thanks. If you come tomorrow, you're gonna, I'm going to appear to give you a, a, a chair. Oh, good, good. And latte. And take it as if it's real. No, that little bench you need. <laughs> Only a pen. stool. The stool. Right. All right, anyone else? Z was one of the texting right, things that you got. No, Fritz is awake now. I just saw her move. Yes, he's come alive. Hey, is that it? Yeah, no more um, hands. Hey, I wanted, uh, well, just thank everybody. Kaiser, thanks for all the help. Yes. Mike, thank you for everything running the platform. I'll see you tomorrow, eh? Yeah. Yep. Kerry, nice to see you, Kerry. Susan. Always nice to see you. Don't get up for us, though. Stay down. We got John K. Always has a nice smile, John. Yeah? You're chewing on the message. It's good. Yeah. George from the void. Go back, George. Go back. <laughs> Robert French. Nice to see you, Robert. Thanks, Paul. You're coming. You're going into the springtime now, eh? Yep, springtime, Good. but it's still cold. Yeah, I can see that with your uh, outfit. Yeah. yeah. Judith, nice to see you, Judith, as always. Where's uh, Sanda? I haven't forgot, but I've been forgetting the whole thing with, uh, yeah? Yeah, what we'll have to do is to I'll give you my other Zoom and we'll talk on Zoom. All right, one of the, yeah. John Walker, nice to see you again. I like you because you're from Melbourne, so, yeah. Oh my God. That's how e easy it is for me. I like the Oz folk. All right, Julia. Julia's in, uh, yeah, she's in the Queen's Chambers there. Yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> Very nice, yeah. We got Johannes. Nice to see you, Johannes. Laughing much nicer, yes. Jacob, fantastic, Jacob. Yes, just let that fucking mind run. Mary, you're in good hands, even though you don't think so. Z, thanks a lot, Z, as always. Thank, yeah, Jeremy, he's blacked out. We got Mike, iPad, he's blacked out. James, iPhone, he's ready to go. Jack G, he's, he's there. Nice to see you, Jack. Keith, ah, you're smiling, Keith. You're feeling a little better? Good. 
Julie, that's very nice. Silence is golden, golden. Nice. <laughs> Someone doesn't like my singing. John, John Reed. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, I couldn't give it enough time, John, that question. So, Vlad, pleasure, mm. Vlad. See you. Say hello, thank say you. hello to my Portuguese, my Portuguese Zen bitch slappers. Oh, Jesus. These squares just appeared. Fucking uh, Rob Helmer appeared. I wasn't ready. I need to prepare to see Rob Helmer. Caught me by surprise. Joyce, Yariv. So tell him I said hello, Vlad. Eh? Yeah. Keith, James is woken up again. That's good. Hmm. We got Yariv. Yariv, you know, we're going to have people come over tomorrow. Uh, I can't make it. All right, all right. Well, sorry. Uh, sorry. All right, I'll give you to. to somebody else. All right. All right. Clay, Jackie, nice to see you, Jackie and Clay. Keith, always a pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, Keith. And then some, uh, we got Alan and Stacy from LA and <coughs> Anna, a good friend of ours. And Susanna, why don't you come over tomorrow if you have time after like round five? Give me a call. All right, everybody. Hey, Paul. It's such a pleasure. Paul. Thank you for this. Paul, can you hear me? Yeah. And you missed Julian Rose. He was just a speck of light in, in the dark square before he dropped out. I saw Julian earlier. So he just burnt. He, he's like a supernova. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see everybody. It's a pleasure. Right. Thanks for uh, putting up with us. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. I'll see you soon. I'll see you Saturday. Hopefully. Yes. Night. Night.